as children of Asian immigrants, we were taught at an early age to not speak out and accept things as they are. Ikigai Essentials is a platform to inspire and to power others, particularly Asian Americans who may have felt similar pressures to conform or stay silent. Life is too precious to remain silent, so we are hopeful that by taking a step forward, we will be able to help reduce the stigma, promote understanding, and encourage open conversations about these important topics. Our outreach to the community will be multifaceted in a weekly podcast with various guests talking about holistic health and mental well-being. Um, this will also include future collaborations with local nonprofits, artists, and businesses. At the end of the day, it's okay not to be okay. Kindly assist us in amplifying our message and by sharing and leaving a review. Your input enhances our visibility to a wider audience. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so to receive notifications when new episodes are released. All right. Welcome to the Ikigai Essentials podcast. This is the trailer uh, for our new show. Uh, so uh, Bill and I, who you'll meet in a second. So we grew up together in Spokane, Washington. We've known each other uh, for pretty much our entire adult lives. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into it, but I want to, I want you all to get to know him a little bit better. So we're going to start off by hearing more from Bill. So Bill, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you, Oliver. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you know, we've known each other for I don't know, 30 plus years, if, if not longer, right? So it's been a long time. Um, just a little bit of background by myself. You know, I graduated in 2003 with a computer engineering degree and little backstory behind that is being Asian, being, you know, I'm Chinese American, being Asian kind of had this expectation from my dad is, Hey, you have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. You have to be an engineer. So, you know, I listened to him and became a computer engineering major at the end of the day. And throughout my 20 years of my career, it's, it's been fulfilling. It's paid the bills. It's fed the family, but to be completely honest, I'm just not completely 100% passionate about it. Um, there's actually a turning point that occurred probably about June of 2023 where I got laid off. And this is actually the first time I got laid off in my career. So it was a little shocking. It was a little stressful. It was a little frustrating at first. But after I had a moment to breathe and kind of think about it, it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise. You know, I felt like during that time, it just gave me a lot of time to spend time with my family, spend time with my kids. It gave me a lot of time to kind of focus on my next career move. And also, most importantly, it gave me a lot of time to kind of focus on my health, not just my physical health, you know, in terms of getting back to the gym, getting in shape and all that, but most importantly, my mental health. Um, you know, just growing up, I've always had mental health issues. I've had depression, anxiety issues, OCD, ADHD tendencies, which ultimately, you know, it's just led me to addiction issues and substance abuse. And I just finally got to a point where I just feel like, you know, it's, I got to do better than that. I have more to live than just turning to drugs. Um, I have more to live than just being sad and depressed and anxious all day. I need to speak out. 
I need to seek help and it's okay not to be okay. And that's kind of what sparked my interest and my passion here about Ikigai Essentials. You know, I reached out to Oliver, we started chatting. He's been dealing with some similar issues here and there. And we just kind of came up with this idea of coming up with Ikigai Essentials. We want to drive awareness. We want to be open. We want to be honest. And we want to provide that feedback and strategy to those in the community who may also be going through similar struggles. All right. So speaking of the tech industry, so, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of Asian people in tech, a lot of people um, from other countries come here for to work for Google and Amazon and all these big tech companies. I mean, how how happy do you think a majority of the people are working in tech from your experience? You know, I don't have a number or percentage per se, but I think majority of people aren't that happy, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we were in the Bay Area for like 12 years, and I just felt like it was a grind every day. People would get up, commute to work, work eight to nine, 10 plus hours, go home, deal with the family. And, you know, personally speaking, I would have to get online at night to get on conference calls. I would have to work late in the evening to get reports and presentations done for the next day. I just felt like it was a grind. And, and honestly speaking, I just don't feel like a lot of people were happy. People had to do that just to get paid, just to feed their family and all that. But I just don't feel like a lot of people were happy or passionate about it. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I think because a lot of people kind of uh, think of tech as kind of like the golden ticket, right? You see like all these, uh, you know, like catered meals and like all these crazy perks. So it's really interesting to hear that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The pay's great. The benefits are great. I mean, I'm feeding my family. I'm supporting them and all that, but I just don't see a return. I just don't see an ROI at the end of all of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, so, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, a lot of it Definitely. is a lot of it is like, you know, what, what is this all for? Like, where's this all leading? Am I ultimately, am I going to leave the world a better place? You know, we have yep. limited time here and, and what's it going to look like when we're all, when we're done, you know, are we going to leave it in a better place? So yeah, thank you for sharing about your background. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ikigai Essentials. So let's talk a little bit about your, your motivation Maybe you can talk about, you know, your upbringing, your ancestry and things like that. All the things that led you here today. Sure, sure. You know, obviously, you know, like as I mentioned, I'm Chinese American, ABC, American born Chinese, grew up in Spokane, Washington. And I'm sure Oliver, you probably share the similar path as I have. Growing up in Spokane, I always tell people it's not very colorful there. It's not very diverse out there, especially at the time when we were growing up. And Monday through Fridays, you know, I felt like a regular American kid just hanging out with American folks, playing hoops, watching movies, doing whatever regular American kids do. But come the weekends, I felt the pressure from my parents. I had to go to Chinese class. I had to learn the language. I had to go to a Chinese church. Um, I had to go to Chinese or Asian parties to celebrate the Lunar New Year and different holidays and whatnot. We had our own Chinese traditions within the household. But that kind of made my mental health get worse, to be honest with you, right? I kind of had this identity crisis. Like, I don't really fit in on the weekends with the crowd that I was hanging out with. I felt like I fit in a lot better with the crowd that I was hanging out with on the weekdays while I was at school. But I still had the pressure to be this typical Chinese person, to, to follow that Chinese path and, and follow those type of traditions. And it was... It took a toll on my mentals, you know. It really impacted my mental health. Growing up, I always had, you know, depression issues. I had anxiety issues. 
Um, to this day, I still deal with them. I still have a lot of OCT tendencies. And to be honest with you, I never really got diagnosed with this, but I feel like I have ADHD. And I think that just really triggered from growing up and some of the traumas that I had to deal with, with my identity as an American born Chinese. Um, and ultimately, you know, later in my life, it has led to addiction issues. It had led to substance abuse issues where I was really relying on those substances to self-medicate myself. I never really had the courage um, or the interest to go to therapy, but I felt like substances were doing the job. And that was the wrong path I was taking. I got to a point where it was just very destructive. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them get older. I want to go through all these journeys in life. And going down that path just wasn't the right thing, wasn't the right approach. It wasn't the right strategy that I was taking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, thank you for, for sharing and being transparent. I think it's really important. Um, I mean, for me, I think, you know, we, I think Asian Americans kind of go through similar but different struggles. Um, number one is that, you know, in, in Japan, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in China, is that you're known by your last name. Your last name is what you're known by, and your first name kind of comes after that. So it's the opposite of the way it is here. So in a way, you're mm-hmm. kind of representing your entire lineage. I mean, did you ever, how did that affect you growing up? 100%. A lot of pressure. You know, like I mentioned earlier, my dad always wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, and everything, something like that. I wanted to be a math teacher growing up, to be honest with you, <laughs> but it's not the norm. It's not the Asian Chinese thing to do. It's not the way to represent your family, giving that my last name is Wang, right? Um, so it put a lot of pressure on me. And one thing that I'm trying to learn and do better now is I don't want my kids to go through that. So I don't want to put that pressure on them just because of all the pressure that I've been through uh, while growing up. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, speaking about, you know, your kids and the next generation of people, people growing up now, people who hopefully listening to the podcast and hopefully subscribing to our newsletter and supporting our cause. So what would you say to those people? What kind of advice would you give to the people that are listening now? A couple pieces of advice. One thing that's always stuck to my head, you know, I went to therapy a few years ago. My, my two things that my therapist told me at that time. Number one is it's okay not to be okay. Nobody's perfect on this earth. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all deal with issues. So it's okay not to be okay. Number two is, you know, I I finally got to that point. My therapist told me this. It didn't really make sense back then. But now I, I, I understand it is I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, every day I'd wake up just sad or depressed or anxious or nervous about something. Um, And it was just not a healthy lifestyle. I just got to a point where I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I'm trying to get help with therapy. I'm trying other ways to cope with my mental health issues. I'm trying different hobbies. And a lot of those have been working. And that's why, you know, we started this EQI Essentials to kind of spread that love, to provide that guidance to folks who absolutely need that. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's why we're here to try to, you know, to help people who need help and hopefully share things from us that people can relate to. For sure. You know, one thing that, you know, I want to mention is it, it, it's cool to see guys like Jeremy Lin speak up about mental health issues. Um, the Bruce Lee Foundation, Naomi Osaka, who's speaking out, you know, during her tennis matches in Wimbledon and all that stuff. 
people who look like us, to be honest with you, people who, who, who have similar backgrounds, similar upbringings, it's really cool to kind of see that. And you're just starting to see a shift in this, this um, the movement here is it's starting to be a little bit more acceptable. And that's our goal is to make it even more acceptable going forward. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, I'm turning right back to you, Oliver. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your background, your upbringing. So I'm Japanese American. Um, grew up in the same town as Bill, Spokane, Washington. So I mean, the I guess like the I don't know if the history or just things associated with Spokane are not terribly positive. So I think what we're known for Gonzaga basketball. Um, but other than that, it's like Rachel Dolezal, who just got fired again from a new job. Um, and then um, and then you see all the stuff with uh, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria, like all the pictures with all of the, the MAGA supporters. That's, that's Spokane. That's where she's from. So that just kind of gives you like an idea. I'll, you know, Spokane's actually a great place, and I really enjoyed growing up there, and I had great experiences there. But that kind of gives you an idea of kind of – and it's, I'm sure, I'm assuming it's better now. Like when we were growing up, I could name on one hand, I believe, the amount of other Asian families in town. So just kind of growing up in that kind of environment, um, I had a different upbringing. So my parents were pretty much totally hands off. So it's really up to me to kind of make good choices. Um, as a parent, I, I get it now, um, but it was really hard growing up and not really having any guidance, not knowing what to do in certain situations, not really having anyone to ask. So just kind of making a lot of mistakes kind of growing up. Um, you know, fast forward to after I finished college, you know, I actually got a film degree, um, film and screenwriting degree, and I wanted to, you know, make movies and write movies and things like that. So eventually I ended up starting my own uh little film company, a little boutique film company. Did that for a few years, but if you do the, if you work in independent film, man, it's really tough. You're trying to, you're competing with like billion dollar companies um, with like basically no money. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was really tough. And ultimately, you know, my company, it did work out, you know, just I couldn't make it sustain and couldn't make it work. So that was really that was really tough. Like all the things that you've done, going to school, getting a degree, and kind of preparing for this particular life, and then having that door kind of slammed in your face, and then you have to kind of recalibrate, pivot, and think, okay, what now? What do I do? Like, who am I? What what am I? Um, and then you know, I ended up I ended up doing okay. You know, I, I work in higher education now. Um, but you know, art is art is my passion, and that's kind of um, what you mentioned earlier. Just like having these hobbies and things like that, um, I'm really good at coping. I found, and you know, I've, I I do therapy as well. And my therapist, we talk about like different coping mechanisms, and I'm really good at that. But I'm not great at kind of facing trauma and kind of unraveling it and you know, dealing with it and making it better. So that's something that I'm continually working on. Um, just kind of working through kind of, you know, child trauma, childhood trauma and 
making sense of that and how that's affected me. Um, and you know, that's, that's why I'm here now. You know, I'm trying to build a positive space for people to, uh, hear from others like themselves, you know, we'll have guests on here as well who will bring different perspective, different experiences. And ultimately we want to provide tools that will help people kind of be the best versions of themselves. No, I appreciate that. I'll tell you one thing, man. I don't consider you a failure. When I heard about your 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 film gig that you were doing a few years back, I was like, man, that's inspiring. You know, you you've taken a step forward. You've tried it. This is a lot better than a lot of people have done. But really appreciate that transparency there. You know, one question I want to ask you is, being in the film industry, what do you think about mental health amongst actors, actresses within the film industry? It's a good question. Um I think there's like a cultural shift happening right now. And I think it's widespread. So when you talked earlier about the tech industry and kind of the grind of it all and kind of we see, because we we saw that we could all do our jobs pretty much the same way from home. And now we're being asked to kind of go back to an office for eight, nine, 10 hours a day and do the same thing that we did successfully from home. And like, what does that, what does that mean? Like, why do we need to do these things? And I think you see kind of like all these kind of ripple effects from kind of the Me Too movement, you know, with Harvey Weinstein. That was, I wouldn't say commonplace, but I don't think anyone in Hollywood was surprised by that, which is kind of, kind of mm. sickening really, because that's, you would do, you had, basically you did what you needed to do to kind of get a leg up. And I did a lot of acting and, and that kind of stuff as well. And you would go in for an audition and you're auditioning for the same stuff. You're like Asian male too, or, you know, you're not, you're never auditioning for the lead. It's always a side gig or, you know, like an extra or like a background actor and so you're going in against all these other people. It's just, it's a very, very humbling, um, to put a mildly experience where you put in all this time and effort and maybe it works out. But even if it works out, it's not going to be the thing that kind of gets you to the next level. Um, and, you know, it wears on you sure. after a while. Yeah. So I think, um, and you see it, man. You see it. Like a lot of, you know, you have a lot of celebrities like, ultimately committing suicide or overdosing, you see a lot of it. And I think it all kind of, you know, all plays into that. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, the good thing is what I've noticed is you see Netflix and beef, Ali Wong. um, There's more representation. And I think there's not only representation for Asian Americans, but also destigmatizing that mental health aspect of it. Yeah, Absolutely. So tell me, Oliver, I know you kind of explained it in your intro there is, what is your motivation behind Ikigai Essentials? What's driving you? What's your driving force, man? So I think you said it really well when you talked about, um, it's hard to say that being laid off is a blessing in disguise. I think that's very, very humble of you to say that. Um, but I, I see where you're coming from. Um, so the work that I did in the film industry you know, I tried to focus on kind of social issues like environmental issues and immigration issues and equal rights, human rights, things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's 
the biggest legacy that we'll leave, we'll never get to see because it will be after we're dead and gone, right? So how do we make a lasting impact now? And I think, I think for me, I think this is the way I can do it is laying the groundwork um, to help people. And, you know, things are, things are changing. You know, I have, I have two teenagers and, and, uh, and a 10 year old as well. And just kind of seeing the world they grow up in, there's a lot that is better for sure. I think people can talk about mental. I tell my kids, I'm like, Hey, I'm doing therapy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been able to do that like maybe 20 years ago, but you know, there's a lot of things that are more isolating. So, you know, they have a lot of friends online, but they're online mm-hmm. a lot and people can be cruel when there's no, uh, when there's no agency, you can yeah. say whatever you want online and there's no repercussions. So, um, so I think I want to provide a space where people can feel safe, people can feel heard, um, and people can feel supported and kind of get the tools, hopefully, to help them lead, you know, good and, you know, healthy, healthy lives and kind of just get to a place where they can be happy and be resilient. I love it. I love it. That's why we synced up. That's why we linked up last year and you know, started this idea and want to move forward with it. You know, my kids are younger than yours, a 10-year-old and a six-year-old, but I see that all the time. It's like, you know, the social media, the, the online games, um, it's more and more prevalent these days. It's kind of scary. You know, tell me real quick, Oliver, what are your parting words? What do you have to say to the community here before we sign off? Um, so you're not, I would say you're not alone. Um, so if you're having feelings of, of depression or, you know, is this going to get better? Is this as good as it gets? Um, are there other people who have these thoughts? Uh, yes. Yes to all. Yeah, yes. There are other people out there who are going through things, who have been through things that, you know, that you're thinking, when you're thinking you're alone, you know, you're not alone. So we want to provide a space for you to to feel hopefully inspired and hopefully feel hope as well. So, um, you know, please support us and what we're doing here. Be a part of this positive movement. Leave us a review on our podcast. When we start rolling out episodes, you know, leave comments and, and feedback too. If you have suggestions on what we can do. You know, we want to hear from you. Um, so just kind of be part of what we're doing and let's help as many people as we can. I love that. You know, one thing that I just read, I think probably a couple months ago was the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection. It's community. And I think you kind of nailed it there, Oliver, is just having that community out there, that support network. You're not alone. It's okay not to be okay, and you're not alone. There's other people out there dealing with these type of issues, if not worse. So that's what we're about, trying to build that community and drive that awareness. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said it. So, again, you know, please subscribe and and support us in any way you can. We really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you again, everybody. You know, this is only the beginning. This is the trailer. Please subscribe. Please follow us. Stay tuned for more and more good stuff coming down the road. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Happy Lunar New Year. Be safe.